This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. With supply chains becoming more complex, you need to stay on top of the latest logistics developments. So if you work with logistics, you need the Beyond the Box podcast from Maersk. It's the easy way to keep up to date with everything from digital disruption and logistics to the need for supply chain resilience in today's market. Find out more and keep ahead of the game with the Beyond the Box podcast on logistics insights at maersk.com insights. Yes, guilty movie pleasure fans. Guillermo del Toro did it in 2013, but Hollywood tried to do it again this weekend. And so today on Guilty Movie Pleasures, we are canceling the apocalypse again with Pacific Rim Uprising. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk, we talk movies. And now. Here's Popcorn Talk's Guilty Movie Pleasure. Get the plasma can! Get the source! Oh, Jaeger! I'm Charlie Day! I yell a lot! That's the movie. There All right, thanks, guys. Thanks See for you guys tuning next in. Week. See you next you week. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Guilty Movie Pleasure fans. Thanks for joining us this week. We're doing something new. We've never done this before. Usually we talk podcast. about a, oh. a, a, we've never done a podcast. No, we've never done it this way, uh, where we are taking a movie that's in theaters that is definitely a guilty movie pleasure uh, uh, from a movie that we have talked about. Because normally we just do the first one, like, hey, Pacific Rim. But Cameron, when he was on the show, he and I did Pacific Rim before. So rather than... Today is not normal. Today is not normal. No, we're, we're going to see how it works. I'm your host, Ben Begley. You can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram, all that good stuff. And with me, as always, is Jesse McIntosh. Yes, sir. You can find me yes. on Twitter and Instagram at Too Much Jesse. I like how excited you got there. I was, yes, sir. I was very formal as well. <laughs> we got very formal yeah. there to, to get with the informal so, yes, nature of this. Because usually our show, if you haven't tuned in before, we talk about a movie that's been released, been out for a while. We play a bunch of sound clips. We riff on it. We... Uh, lovingly jab at it. Sometimes if we didn't like the movie, we not so lovingly jab at it. Uh, but we try and celebrate guilty movie pleasures here. That's the goal. We're not here to shit on stuff. We're trying to celebrate. I Who knows? do all my shitting in the morning. <laughs> all of it in the morning. Oh, you guys who know that. You that cup a, of coffee and you sh- This <laughs> is an afternoon show. I don't have any left. <laughs> so... Uh, Pacific Rim Uprising came out this weekend, so we will try and talk spoiler-free for the first section, and then we will warn you to the best, but sometimes my brain doesn't work and I might spoil something. So, mm-hmm. just to be safe, if you don't want spoilers, maybe watch it after you've seen the movie. Yeah, well, go watch the movie first. Spoiler yeah. alert! But I promise to do my best until the, uh, after the first few minutes to, to, uh, to do spoilers. And you know what, Ben? That's all we can ask of you. That's, that's all we can is ask. Is for you to do your best. Because uh, I don't know if you know this, Jesse, but the first Pacific Rim is one of my favorite like monster movies. I, uh, I, I love the concept of Japanese Godzilla movies and things like that. I just always found the guys in suits to be kind of hokey and ridiculous. And and so when, like, when this came out and it was a full-on, big-budget CGI monsters and robots i was like this is awesome and i saw it in imax 3d 
And I remember leaving like, oh, when he did the thing with the, oh my God, that was so cool. And I've seen it like two or three times. I, I rewatched it again uh, last night just to bring it back. And uh, this movie, the first Pacific Rim is awesome. It has its faults. It's not perfect. Uh, Charlie Hunnam is kind of a boring lead. Um, and, and there's some issues with it, the, with the pacing. But man, when they do have the monster fights in the first one, they are insane. And they're, they're super beautiful and colorful. And Guillermo del Toro is a rock star director, so it's very oddball. There's this character named Hannibal Chow, which is uh, played by Ron Perlman. And he says he took his favorite um, person in history mixed with his favorite uh, Chinese restaurant in Brooklyn or something like that. And that's how he came up with his name. And he's awesome. And Charlie Day and I forget the other scientist's name. Uh, 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 well, it's not on the back here. Our great Rinko Kikuchi is in the first one. And she's a badass. And so there's a lot of great things about the first one. So... Uh, Idris Elba. Idris right? Elba's He's amazing. Uh, Idris Elba's always awesome. Charlie Day's really funny in it. Um, so I'm going to try, just for your sake, Jesse. Yes. Can we do 90 seconds on the clock? I'm going to try and do the first movie in 90 seconds. I'm going to sit this one out. Uh, just because, Jesse, you've never seen the first. I haven't seen it. Listen, I hear good things. <laughs> yes. So you heard... as, as we discussed beforehand. Uh, so somehow I conned you into paying a, to see a movie in theaters yes. that you've never seen the first one for. Yes. I do. I will say every time I watch a movie at home, I go to the theater and buy concessions and go back to my home just and to watch support. it. Just to, yeah, just to support. Just, uh, you buy concessions, the then you watch a bootleg rip of it with, yeah. with, <laughs> with Chinese subtitles. Yes, absolutely. I, w- I will say I saw this movie with Korean subtitles, which was interesting. I saw it in Koreatown. Oh, really? Um, yeah. Oh, at the theater, I hear that they have a theater there that, like, opens up and it has two other screens, so it's, like, super wide. Oh, we, I was not in that theater. I, I've wanted to go check that out because I hear it's banana. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care, and we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible because we're already doing it all while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching from the launch your online shop stage all the way to the, we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash specialoffer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash specialoffer. But that's fascinating. No, I was just in, uh, it was on like 6th and Will, or 6th and Was Western. it cheaper there? Uh, yeah. How much was it? it? They had a Tuesday special. Was it like three bucks? No, or something? it was eight bucks. Eight bucks. There yeah. you go. Yeah, Not yeah, bad. Yeah. I saw an IMAX 3D because I'm a nerd and had to see it that way. But in 90 seconds, let's do this. So I'm going to try and give you the 90 second rundown of the first Pacific Rim. All right, in three, two, one. So we start off with this big backstory that there that we thought that the monsters were going to come from above, but they're actually going to come from below. And we find out that there's this rift in the bottom of the ocean near the Pacific Rim in the Pacific Rim that uh, is ripping open, and these kaiju are coming out. And, they, and so how, what humanity does is they build these things called Jaegers, which are these giant robots to fight. The, they build monsters to fight monsters. Boom, boom, boom. Charlie Hunnam and his brother are, are in the beginning, and they're going to go fight a monster. His brother gets ripped out of it and killed. Charlie Hunnam's like, screw this, I'm done. He goes off and builds. They start building a wall to keep them out, which is a, a super topical now. 
while. They build a wall to keep the monsters out. Turns out that wall doesn't work. Monsters break right through. Hint. Break right through the wall. And then uh, they're like, oh my god, they've, the government's trying to decommission the Jaeger program. Idris is like, this is our only line of defense. They go to the last Jaeger station in Hong Kong, and that's where uh, they, they get another event where these kaiju, where we meet Rinku Kikuchi's character, and she's kind of the adopted daughter of Idris Elba, who saved her from when her parents and everybody got killed in a giant kaiju attack, and then we have um, all these other, the Russians and all these other characters that are sort of introduced, but then get killed off pretty quickly. There's a, a kaiju event that happens, um, and then it lets off an EMP that kills the other Jaegers after it ripped apart two of them, but then Gypsy Danger, who's Charlie Hunnam's uh, Jaeger, comes out and wrecks it. There's this badass fight in, in Tokyo, boom, 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 and then there's a huge, they go and they're going to try and seal the rift, and they do, and they ride the Jaeger, and they find out from drifting with the Jaeger with Charlie Hunnam, and then they blow it up, and then they're all in the ocean. 90 seconds is not enough time. That's a short amount of time. I don't know why you... You did half. I don't know why I did that. Just because only one of us was doing it. I don't Doesn't know why I did there that. there was less to say. I don't say. know why I did it's that. It's still a full-length movie. So I forgot, so I didn't get to, where what happens is, is Charlie Day's character drifts, what the drift is set up. In fact, we have a sound clip explaining the drift. Can we do, can we play that? Did we get that yet? Oh, okay. If you get, if you don't have it yet, just, I'll, I'll keep rolling. Wait, we have it. We have it. Drift exposition. The drift. Jaeger tech. Based on DARPA jet fighter neural systems. Two pilots mind melding through memories with the body of a giant machine. The deeper the bond, the better you fight. Okay, so what it is is these machines are so big that you actually have to have two people to operate the left and right hemisphere of the brain of the robot, of the Jaeger. Right. And they kind of sum that up in the second one. Yes. So basically... Uh, you're in the first one. They establish that you have to be like family or a close bond. But then Charlie Hunnam and Rinka Kikuchi's character, and if I'm saying her name wrong, please forgive me. I don't think I am, but uh, I'm a white guy from Ohio. Anyways, uh, so they so they they get a bond and they're able to be drift compatible. But the memories they go through are like deep dark memories, and like shit comes up, you know. Sure. And so it can throw things off. But long story short, Charlie Day drifts with a kaiju brain and finds out that there's these hosts aliens that are cloning these kaiju and are sending them to earth to try and wipe it out and kill us and and here's the actually dino history let's play this this is just setting up the second one which the second one kind of forgets a lot of it but let's just set it up anyway Clip number, these yeah. beings these masters they're colonists they overtake worlds they just they just consume them and then they move on to the next and they've been here before in sort of a trial run it was the dinosaurs. It's a cool concept, but the right? The atmosphere yeah. wasn't conducive, right? So they waited it out, and they waited it out. And now, you know, with ozone depletion and carbon monoxide polluted waters, well, we practically terraformed it for them. Because now they're coming back. It's perfect. See, the first wave, that was just the hounds. Categories 1 through 4, it was nothing. Their sole purpose was to aim for the populated areas and take out the vermin. Us. The second wave, that is the exterminators. And they will finish the job. And then, the new tenants will take possession. Awesome. So that was uh, that was right after he ran. I'm assuming a marathon. <laughs> he's oh. just what, what happened is he's just gotten like his brain melted by uh, trying okay. to drift with a ki- with a kaiju brain, which is too much. Yeah. And he, his eye gets all like bloodshot and red, and then he's bleeding out his nose. And then his science partner 
the goofy British guy, I forget his name, who's like, let's do this thing. You know, he's very, I'm going to, we're going to do this together. They drift together mm-hmm. and find out that the only way to close the, the wormhole that's basically letting these monsters out, the bridge, is that it scans the kaiju like a barcode when they go down. And so uh, Gypsy Danger rides it like uh, uh, kills one of them and rides it down into it, and then they escape in their escape pod through the through the bridge and blow it up. And you think that they're dead, but they're not because they come back in Pacific Rim Uprising. Yeah. So now that you know all that, and I took up ten minutes of our show just rambling, and I'm really tired of hearing myself talk. Yep. Does that help you with the movie you saw at all? What was your takeaway from Pacific Rim Uprising, having not known anything about the first one? Um. So just my thoughts on the movie. Generally, or? no spoilers yet. Yeah. Uh, Generally, I thought it missed a little bit. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a, man. It was a sequel. You know what I mean? It was, like it was a sequel. It was, it, they they didn't have. They had people who I guess um, like the people the holdovers from the first one were people who I guess like were into doing a second one, but like the people who weren't clearly weren't, and there yeah. were uh, there were gaps. I think um, Charlie Hunnam had scheduling issues. That's why he couldn't do yeah. it. But he, I didn't miss him, because I think he's a fine actor on Sons of Anarchy and things, but he was boring. And that's one of the faults of the first movie, is Charlie Hunnam's just such a bland well, lead character. So and I think that John Boyega's a better lead in this This one. is interesting, because John Boyega, um, to me, did his best to be yeah. charming. yeah. And so many of his jokes yep. were just like, wah, wah, So many of them, wah. and I've watched so many reviews on it that comment, too, where so many of his jokes are like, look at this sexy face. Check it out. You know? And then, or saying how Scott Eastwood, I mean, he is sexy. Look how chiseled he is. Right. Like, so many scenes end with him. And somebody else, I forget what other reviewer pointed this out, but... Most of these are to a 15-year-old girl that he's saying all this to, yes. which makes it even weirder, where yeah. it's like, check out how sexy I am. Check out how sexy he is. All right, 15-year-old. <laughs> well, yeah, like, the whole thing was weird, and it was clear they were trying to do a, like, sharp-talking, yeah. like, action hero, but they, it wasn't, it didn't quite fit, no. and it was just like... I think he's great. His cali- dialogue was terrible. Sure, yeah, but the calibration of, like, like fitting into the rest of the movie, it was a it was a weird fit, mm-hmm. um, and it missed. What do you like think of the action everything. in it, like the Jaeger fights and things like that? Um, there were there were a couple of I thought cool moments, like when they went. Now, are we spoiling? Um, Let, like the, yeah, the the fights you see in the trailer, yeah. So it's like fun. the the fight in Siberia was cool, yeah. Um, yeah, and when he like punched all the way through him, yeah, that was cool. Rad. I, yeah. I actually said in the middle of the theater, "We'll just all right, screw it. We're in spoiler territory. Spoilers, yeah, spoilers. Tried to. Tr- it's hard to talk about it without spoiling. So hopefully you've seen it already. Spoiler alert. Here's the other thing. You know what? Maybe what we should do real quick is just play the trailer for the new one and talk over it. Okay. And because we can't play it without getting a copyright strike. We're going to play the trailer for the new one. This is a whole different show. We're trying to figure out if this even works. If not, we'll go back to what we're thinking is like once every couple months we'll do something that's in theaters just to kind of get something super relevant and talking about something brand new for the hell of it. Uh, so let's see. Here we go. All right. Like, so all this looks awesome, right? When you're watching the trailer, oh shit. Okay, here we got. So we jail. Got, this, this is a movie right. about jail. We got we got kids that are rough and tough. They're from the wrong side of the tracks. Yeah. Oh wait, Idris Elba. You had a son. 
How come you were so attached to your adopted daughter in the first one and never mentioned your biological son? That's weird. Well, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. That's <laughs> we, what he says. Yeah, we're retcon. That's yeah. a huge retcon for yeah, this movie. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. You're like, cool. Skeleton of a dinosaur. Young girl that... I thought she was great. I think the young girl in this movie is going to be a star. She's sure. awesome in she this. She was good. And the scrapper that, that, that the um, little um, uh, Rieger she builds herself is awesome. Scrapper is what they call it. Yep. And then you're like, oh, sh- oh, kaiju! Guess what? Spoiler, that's the last ten minutes of the movie that kaiju actually yep. come out. So that's a huge bummer. This shot, awesome. Like, I mean, come on. The dr- There's this drone stuff going on. You're like, oh, man! There's look a, at there's what is this! There's a lot of shots of John Boyega just, like, staring. Staring. In this, in this trailer. Oh, this... This section, the giveaway, this is another thing why we're showing you the trailer, is if you've seen this trailer, you've seen the entire film. Yeah, so this, that was a cool fight. That, like that fight, fight was amazing. Yeah. So there's a fight in Siberia. I just want to give a context. That's a Siberia fight you just witnessed. This stuff's awesome. They get a gravity propulsion gun that he pulls, and he's, like, pulling buildings down on a kaiju later. Scott Eastwood just wears tight T-shirts the whole time. the whole city. Scott Eastwood, Scott Eastwood destroys every scene he's in with his terrible acting. Uh... <laughs> The apple fell way far from the tree with that guy. And, uh, you know, there's this, so they build up like, oh, man, three kaiju, which we'll get to. It's like, yeah, and you get this, like, epic speech, like, we're pilots, do you understand? You're like, oh, shit, we're getting the Idris Elba speech again. We got four Jaegers facing off. This is going to be amazing, right? Yeah! Again, all of this that you're witnessing right here is the last, the last. Tw- maybe 20 minutes of the movie. Maybe. Um, and not saying it isn't cool stuff, but you come to a Pacific Rim movie to see Kaiju and Jaeger fights, and you get basically Jaeger on Jaeger action, which we'll get into, which is still fun. That was, this part was so, I actually went, there was a few times in the theater I was sitting by myself, because I like to do that, and I actually was like, that was rad, like to myself. (laughs) I like the idea that you were there with people, but you chose to sit by yourself. <laughs> yeah, it was like, like, I got yeah. to peel off, guys. So this I know is... we annoyingly talked over that entire thing, but there is a thing where they... Cancel. Oh, oh, don't. Cancel, cancel, cancel. cancel. Okay. There's a thing where we'll nice. get a... Uh, <laughs> Steve's like, yo, dude, yeah. I know how to do this show, uh, right? I'm staring at the computer, guys. <laughs> yeah, guys, I got this. <laughs> so we just kind of gave you a sort of summary of what the movie is in a weird yeah. spastic like, hey, look at this thing! And then this thing! Yeah. So we're going to go... We're going to try and do the plot in under three minutes that, right now. That, I bet that was fascinating for people who are just listening. <laughs> that was like three <laughs> minutes of us just being this like... This is going to be a miserable <laughs> just listen podcast. Yeah, good point. Uh, can we do the, the plot in under three minutes? Uh yeah, no worries. So um, we're asking a lot of you. For what I thought Sorry. about this, just because you you said you thought it missed the mark a few times, I thought it was a decent sequel to Pacific Rim without Guillermo del Toro on board. Uh, if Guillermo del Toro had made this, I would have been like, screw this movie. Guillermo del Toro can't figure out how to make a story, uh, like because this is not at the level of Guillermo del Toro's filmmaking. Yeah. It is not at all. So I went into the movie already, when I knew he had stepped down to focus on Shape of Water, I was like, okay, expectations lowered. When I saw the reviews, I was like, okay, lowered. Yeah. When my buddy texted me and said, you'd have more fun turning to the audience member next to you and just go pew, pew, bang, bang, pew, pew. I was like, wow, expectations super low. Sure. And I ended up, I had a lot of fun with the movie, but my biggest gripe is, I don't have as much of a problem with some of the things that other reviewers have said with like that it's too little kid or like young kid oriented. It's very geared towards kids. This movie, the first one's a more serious apocalyptic war movie kind of. Uh, I didn't mind that as much. What I minded was that the kaiju didn't show up till the last battle, till the last act. 
Like we don't even get a hint of kaiju really. Right. And and when and that was what I was when it finally happened, I was like, yeah, and we'll get into the specifics of the final battle and what really bummed me out. But first we're so all in all, I had fun. It's a decent follow-up. I don't think it's a waste of time, but I think that super fans of the first one are gonna be disappointed. Yeah, there were I still had fun though. There were a lot of like um, and this, you know, this is bound to happen, but there were just a lot of like, wait, what moments they're trying to, they're, it's almost like they're trying to reboot it and sequel it at the right, same time. Right. And, uh, so the name of the names of the robots were what? Sorry. There was now it's gypsy Avenger. Yeah. There was, uh, I don't remember anymore, All right, but that's okay. but there's sword like one, the, whip one. And then, uh, but what are the robots called? They're called Jaegers. Jaegers. Yeah. Yes. Uh, it, so they set it up. and we First can... time I've liked Jaeger since college, am hey. I right? Hey! <laughs> Jaegermeister's so gross. That was, that, you could call that a Jaeger <laughs> shot. like, please stop talking. Yeah. Just do the three minutes. Um, no, but, but so the, the only thing I'll say, and then we can start the three minutes, is that, like, they set it up in the beginning. Like, there's a black market for Jaegers. Yeah. And then we only see one black market I know. Jaeger. And it's like, okay, so then if this is the movie where, like, we have rogue Jaegers, then let's fucking do, see some rogue which Jaegers. Which they do, sort of. Only kind of. One. Like, they do drones. But and they, they do don't... the one rogue Jaeger, which comes and fights twice. Yeah. Which, those seats are awesome. Right. But, like, they're, they're like, corporate rogue Jaegers, yeah. right? It's like they like, were like, ooh, if we do too much of that, then it's two Transformers. So it's like they couldn't figure... We'll get... Let's do the plot in under three minutes, because okay. I'm going to dive deep into this. All right. Are we ready? Steve's like, yes, for the love of God. <laughs> Okay, so we start off with this big exposition thing, basically summing up the first movie. John Boyega is the son of Idris Elba, who sure. he gave a fuck all about in the first sure. movie. Um, and then he's he's not his father. He doesn't want to do this. He's just he's getting Jaeger scraps and selling them on the black market. He's he's going with these gangster guys in the scrapyard. And he's trying to find stuff, and he finds out that the power cord of the one is taken. So he has a scanner. He's following it, and he finds out it's this young girl. And he follows her to her home. Her and home. She's made a Jaeger, but then the police follow him. This tiny one, yeah. yeah. Then the police followed him, so then they ride in the, the Gypsy Jaeger. Avenger, yeah, yeah. So then, and then, and there's this awesome sequence where they they're trying to escape this big ass Jaeger in this tiny one, and they're trying to outsmart it and, and escape, and they almost get away. And it's a really, I thought it was a cool sequence. And then they get caught, and then of course, like in typical sequel fashion, it's like we're going to recruit you now. You're yeah. criminals, but we're going to recruit you because yeah. we need you. So so they get sent to the army base, yeah, I sure. guess, yeah, Jaeger yep. base. Um, and so she's uh, going to be, uh, she's training to be a pilot. She can't do it. It's tough on her and they're like just try it's tough on her the first time, the first she, time ever she ever tries it and they're like you're not a natural get the fuck out of here yeah. and then he is training to be a trainer or he is a trainer I he, guess. he used to apparently he used to I guess uh, they say that he used to be a cadet a pilot a person yeah. yeah and he's like no I didn't want to do that and Scott Eastwood's like you were great you gotta come back and they got like a little bromance no, no. going on first Scott Eastwood's like I hate you I hate, I hate you. you I hate you and then he's like we should work together because John Boyega's like I'll just nod and smile and he's like my kind of part yeah, yeah. And so then they, they set up all this stuff where you're like, oh, we're going to have this summit where this other this company is going to do drone Jaegers yes. so that you can fly it from afar and not. And it, so it has, you, then you're like, ooh, are we going to get like some drone warfare-like uh, metaphors going on? And then a rogue Jaeger comes and attacks and tries to kill them and kills uh, Ringo Kikuchi's character, Mako, from the first one, which sucks because she's awesome and she's in the movie for like three minutes. And then uh, that's what brings John Boyega back into it when his half-sister gets killed. And they, they wreck each other and then the other Jaeger disappears, and then they, they start trying to figure out what's going on. 
track it to Siberia. Siberia. And they, they track they it. Take it a, yeah. Uh, they take a Jaeger to Siberia and try and figure out what this energy thing is. Other and Jaeger then, comes in. It's an awesome fight in Siberia yep. where he goes under the ice and like they, they fight as they're falling. It's super yep. badass. And then is that when all the drones come in and the drones start bombing the... the yeah, they're going to do a drone pad? display yeah. and then what the drones end up doing is you realize the drones are part kaiju and they start breaking over the open the Pacific Rim again and they end up uh, sabotaging all the drones so that they self-destruct and then the kaiju still three of them break out so they send all the Jaegers the four Jaegers left in existence apparently I guess to go fight these three kaiju and the kaiju you're like fuck yeah three kaiju versus four Jaegers it happens for about 90 seconds and there's only one and then they form into one somehow with these weird little creatures don't know and then all the Jaegers except 50 Avenger gets killed then Scrapper comes in they attach it to a rocket they fly up in the air and and you find out the Jaegers try or the the the, the Mount Fuji boom explosion nice sure okay I sort of got it yeah. So here we go. Here we go. So here's the fr- so here's the frustrating thing. I like how it started. I was like, oh cool. I'm I'm fine with you introducing a son that Idris Elba sort of. Yeah. Like they could have introduced it like, hey, I didn't know he was my father. My my mom didn't want me to join the army. Right. So she never told me. Right. They never say who John Boyega's mom is. Doesn't matter. They give zero fucks. Yeah. They never connect, like, why he never mentioned him in the first one. Nope. I'm just going to talk the entire rest of the show like this. As you should. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I'm just, like, a shelf. It's like, <laughs> all right. Or it could be, like, Wilson. Two, two swans. Two swans. There we yeah. go. Just da, 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 da. Um, yeah, it was a weird introduction for him. It was weird. And, and you think you're going to follow him, but then it goes and starts following these young kids, and then it kind of bails on that. It just, it doesn't, here's my thing. This movie's better at being a Power Ranger movie than the new Power Ranger movie was. Shots. Because they actually get into fighting and, and they show them in the Zords, if you want to call them, sooner. So it's more a Power Ranger movie to me than the Power Rangers was. Because the Power Rangers, if you saw that movie, it took, spoiler, spoiler, it took 90 minutes to get to them in their suits. The whole movie is them learning what it means to be a ranger. Right. And it's like, and then you get a 10-minute battle. This at least had steady action and good pacing. I get, okay. But it's not a Power Ranger movie. It's a Pacific Rim movie. But look, okay. So and it's a more coherent Transformers movie than a Transformers movie. Sure. But that's a low bar to clear. And it's also not a Transformers movie, (laughs) right? It's not. So, um... I feel like your head's going to (laughs) explode. Well... This movie killed you. No, it didn't. It didn't. It was fine. But like, okay. So I already said, like, why aren't why don't we see more like bootleg Jaegers? Yeah. Right? We should see those just out and about. Yeah. Um like a whole black market where like you're getting uh you're getting served by a, a bootleg Jaeger or like a club where there's bootleg Jaeger bodyguards right. or whatever. Right. Um or a battle going on where they have to stop some black market Jaegers. Because because look, if if a fifteen year old girl can go in and steal this item and build a then uh, like professional fucking criminals could have done it 10 years ago yeah do you know what i mean like this whole junkyard is for dismantling yeah um jaegers, the, yeah. The, yeah the jaegers and it's completely like no security. there's no security nope. it's just like they're there and you can mine it for whatever you yeah. need and there's that one car that's driving around i guess but it's, it's like, an enormous junkyard <laughs> yeah kind of whatever so so like already i'm yeah. like okay uh all right so i guess we're just gonna make it easy to like yeah. funnel everything to where we need it to be fine whatever yeah. right yeah um then they go to the training center, and apparently these cadets are the only fucking pilots <laughs> left in the world. They, they they kind of say that there's 
other bases, but we never see the other bases. Where are they? Why aren't they helping? We never see the other bases. It's the Pacific Rim. Why aren't they by the Pacific Rim then? (laughs) You would, yeah, you would think that like. If the, it's known that these kaiju come out of one specific place, yeah. you'd all just be like, yep. Because that's something that um, a lot of people have been griping about is they don't establish if the threat is real anymore or if people are like, yeah, we're just kind of keep keeping right. the Jaegers around because it's cool. Because why not? I mean, just we built these big I fucking mean, things. They're awesome. Her thing was just in case. But like, even... But I liked her her thing. And they started to dabble in like some kind of like... Uh, do, like I need this to defend myself, right. and you're like, oh, are they get, shit? Are they going to get into some kind of like edgy territory here with like we, like citizens arming themselves? And then it's like, nah, no, no, none of that. No, we're not. <laughs> nope, nope. But like, even if there are no other bases, like, where are the other pilots on this base? You only have cadets. You yeah. don't have real pilots. <laughs> and a, a whole shitload of maintenance staff. Just other people, like <laughs> thousands of other people same, doing but what? But the same thing in the first one, though, when 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 Idris Elba gives his whole canceling the apocalypse speech, it's like ten pilots and then like a bunch of people in just like workman clothing. Like it just takes five thousand people to to maintenance these things, like, and then there's only like twelve people that how can. How hard is they? They can even be extras to have pilots, and then when the when the at first attack happens, just kill the fucking pilots and be like, oh, we need the cadets, yeah. but no one, yeah. There were no professional people there. I think that's because, like, they all, like, were like, fuck it, we don't need to anymore. It's no big deal. I don't know. They don't really clearly establish that. Yeah, I mean, we have an army during peacetime. That's all I'm saying. And then then I liked that they started to dabble in, like, the thing that Age of Ultron did with, like, drones. And it's like, oh, okay. So, like, this other company... Is uh, is trying to say, look, we have Jaeger tech that's completely unmanned. Yes, it's going to police uh, uh, cities, the world. It's now they're like, we can use Jaeger tech for just world security as well. And you're like, oh, this is interesting. Like now, are we going to get into a movie where we realize the dangers of the monsters we created, which we kind of do, right? Because, but that's a big letdown. Because what ends up so there's this awesome sequence, which I think we have a clip from it. Do we have the clip where they attack in? Uh, Sydney or no? I can't remember the video clip of Sydney attack. No, 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 no. Let's see if there's no worries. Um, I mean, it's fine. We don't. People it's, can, it's fine. People can look it yeah. up online. But the Sydney attack is awesome. Like when they when when Gypsy Avenger is there just to like be security and look badass, and they're gonna do this summit about the drones and get it voted in, and then they make it. They do a kind of bait and switch where this rogue Jaeger comes and attacks. And you think for sure it's the head of the company. You're right. like, she totally. And even in the trailers, they show like the slow motion shot of her. And you're like, that's the one. And in the theater, it's like, fuck you. She's totally the one. And then they do a switch with this is a huge spoiler. So if you don't want to hear this, shut it off now until you see the movie. Because this is the only surprise left in the movie from the trailer. Um, is that Charlie Day, it turns out. Tell him. You tell him. Because well, I'm talking too much. He's, uh, what, what, he's like melting drifting. drifting. He's drifting with a kaiju brain. And the kaiju is, brain from the first one in his apartment. Yeah, and it is like, like a weird, in him. Like a weird demolition man uh, VR sex scene. Yeah, that was a fucking weird scene. <laughs> Tell him, just to explain that, because I've talked too much. He comes home, and he's in his apartment, and he's like telling, you would presume, his wife or his girlfriend about Alice his day. Is, yeah, Alice. I'm home, Alice. Yeah, and he's just like is complaining about his day, and he's going off about it. And he's like putting his stuff down. He grabs wine, I think. He like <laughs> get, makes it all like. You think you're like, ooh, dinner and like a movie. Yeah. And maybe and then, Netflix and chill. He, like, takes it into the bedroom, and he's like, all right, enough about my day. How about your day? And he puts on the drifting helmet, and then it pans over, and we see a brain in uh, just, 
like a he makes a little container. orgasmic noises too. Yeah, if I remember and right. he it's like a little like <laughs> yeah, he like reclines into his chair and is like, Ugh. so you don't know the extent of it. Then you're just like, oh, maybe he's just into like maybe kaiju porn. Yeah, because he was super obsessed. And you didn't know this, but in the first one, he was like a nerd for kaiju. He has tattoos of him on his arms. Uh-huh. He's a super huge kaiju nerd. But this takes so then you're like maybe he just has a kaiju fetish now. But then we find out the big twist. Yes, that he's been kind of possessed by this kaiju brain and he's fighting it, but poor win not winning. Right, <laughs> he's losing. Right. Well, and I, what I would also say is if someone is that obsessed with the enemy that they tattooed the enemy on themselves, maybe watch like, him a little closer. Yeah, don't let him near the thing. <laughs> like you know, you never know what could happen. Yeah, he um, was harmless though in the first one. He was so harmless. Yeah, but if you're tattooed, like, you yeah. know, if I tattooed Putin's face on my arm, and I was like, yeah, I'm just obsessed with him going, like, yeah. him. I just, I just like his, his workout routine, like whatever. I like um, Putin's workout routine. Yeah, you wouldn't be like, nice. You'd be our Putin guy. Yeah, <laughs> you'd be like, why don't you stay away from Putin? Yeah, what sanctions do you think we should put on Putin, Jesse, with your Putin tattoo? Yeah, probably none. None. He bro. should be free to do whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> Right? You wouldn't you wouldn't let that guy <laughs> no, near him. No, you're right. right? You're right. Um so <laughs> uh I I had another thing, but I forget. So you go ahead. Do we have the Sydney fight? I got nine times like I uh fight. Yes, that one. So let's show a little, just a little bit of this. So this is when they show up in Sydney and start wrecking shit. And it's and we're doing gonna do a commentary as if we're like uh watching a boxing match. Yes. Ready? So we got oh okay, swords. So we have swords. Suit. We got we both got our, our laser swords going. Oh, oh got, shit! He's oh, got his is on fire. Oh man, that's a bummer. Why didn't we think to put two on we ours? Should have had yeah. fire. Oh come on! And then this is all fucking. And then you can see this all on YouTube. But this is all awesome. So you're like, oh shit! Yeah. There is a little bit of a lack of regard for um, people. So okay, this is what I was gonna say. People, this is what I was gonna say is that Jaegers are as big as skyscrapers. There's <laughs> no <laughs> way. Ah! Sorry, office workers. Hope none of you got killed by that. Right. There's no way to let those loose in any city, even if they're, even if they have the best of intentions, and not do something <laughs> oh, like come that. On! Right. He just destroyed he just, twenty buildings. He just killed seven thousand people with that sword thing. So the bad guy's the one with the flame swords. If you didn't know, and the rocket elbows back. By the way, which yes. was one of those ridiculous things in the first one where. It super punches people with a with a jet powered rocket elbow. This is a new weapon where they have a gravity stream where they can destroy more property. Which, okay, we are we're on to a different. We're now in now. Siberia. We'll keep playing it. But supposedly there are no cars. Hopefully, because our heroes just lifted up a bunch of. I guess they knew in that moment they were all empty they were before all they empty. smashed them. They went straight for the park. And cars. this is the second one where uh, the other Jaeger shows up and they're fighting in Siberia again. You think you would have learned? Put a second sword in between. Sure. Sure, sure. And they're like, oh, here we go. We're going to charge. We're going to charge. This is going to be so dope. You want a fire sword in Siberia, I think. Oh, cut. Oh, yeah. See, there you go. You go underneath because that guy wasn't expecting it. And this goes on for a while. I don't want to spoil it because you should actually see this on the big screen. So let's cut it now because on the big screen, I think those fights play really well. The one thing that this movie does, it's weird because the first one, when I saw it again, the first fight scenes are way more colorful and beautiful and and badass. And Steve, if you can line up, there's a specific shot in while I talk in the first in the first fight movie fight scene, uh, 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 Gypsy Danger. Yeah, that one where he whacks him with a freight liner. It happens pretty close in the beginning where they he's dragging a freight liner and they smack him in the face with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like just back it up a little bit from there. I wanted to show that because this is an example where the first one there's a little bit more artistry and a uniqueness and the colors are beautiful and they pop. 
and let me know when we're playing it for them. Uh, yeah, yeah. So it, it's, but sometimes it gets chaotic with the atmosphere, and it's a little hard to see. This one, I feel like the fights were a lot more, you could see everything, but see, watch this. So this, like, nothing in the second movie is as badass as a Jaeger dragging a fucking ship through the streets. Sure. And then facing off with a kaiju that's wrecking. Now, by the way, at this point, they've established that everybody's underground in these uh, Yeah, they shelters. did that again in the second one. Yeah, they did that. like, all right. They tried. But, yeah, but they still ruin the fucking, like, it takes 15 seconds like, to ruin the entire city. Like, nothing in the second, just fair warning, nothing in the second one is going to be as awesome as this moment here. Right. This where, is a lot more atmospheric. The yeah. Other, like, they clear out. The set pieces are clear in the other ones. Yeah. Like, this is smoky and dark. Yeah. So that's what's... So sometimes in the original... There we go. We can stop it there, because it gets... It's just... I could watch it for hours. So the first one, it's, it's uh, more... It doesn't go for hours. I mean, it's just <laughs> it's four minutes. minutes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I could watch it on repeat. I got you. I got you. But it's more dark and rainy, and the first one got some flack for, for some of it getting visually muddy. But I would take the visual muddiness with the style... Versus this one, I thought all the action was cool. It looked like a better film Transformers movie, is what it looked like. Yeah. With less of the Michael Bay cutting, but less of the style of Guillermo del Toro, is what I thought it looked like. But you could see everything. Like, it wasn't like a normal action movie nowadays where I'm like, what's happening? My brain's melting. Everything was, and they slowed down. They they did a lot of cool slow motion impact moments. Like I remember when Gypsy Avenger uppercuts the Rogue Jaeger and like shoots it up a building. Yeah, and you're like, well, those people are dead. Yeah, <laughs> again, those people are dead. Right, unless they're, they had time in the ten seconds this fight. It, it's almost like they're intentionally trying to destroy these buildings. <laughs> the way they go after the buildings, <laughs> it is like no one is trying to miss the buildings. No, it's amazing. It's bananas. So then the side, the, there's a lot of stuff with the cadets. That I actually liked the cadets. I thought they were fun. They're completely undeveloped, underdeveloped. You don't really learn anything. You know, one is Russian Elizabeth Olsen, basically. She looks yeah. exactly like Elizabeth Olsen. Yeah, but she hates she hates everyone. Everyone. Amara, I think, is the young. That's girl's the main name. girl's name. She. I like again. I think the young actress who plays Amara is great. I think the cast. That's another thing. I feel like the acting is better overall in this one. Oh, interesting. The first one had better, like, Idris Elba. The side characters were great in the first one, but the leads got a little rough sometimes. The two Australian guys in the first one were decent, but, Mm -hmm. like, got a little yelly. This one, I think the acting overall, and I know a few other reviewers have said similar, where the acting overall is a little better. Um, Yeah, you could combine these two movies and make the perfect movie. Yeah, I thought the cadet stuff was like a total zero. It doesn't, yeah. It was like, she was, like you said, she was great. I thought the other cadets were not great. And yeah, they're, like you said, completely underdeveloped. (laughs) They don't show any training with them or anything. Yeah, they're just just playing out tropes. Yeah. And uh, they're there for the global market. Like everybody is just from a different country. Everyone represents something. Which is fine. I love that. I love seeing representation, but actually develop the representation. Don't just be like, there's a guy from India. There you go, India. It's like, no, give him a story. Right. It was like, by the way, they did a better job of this in the um, Cloverfield Paradox. Yeah. When, like, on the ship. It was yeah. a similar like rainbow of representation, absolutely. Um, but everyone had like you felt a a little bit of truth to that. This movie was more fun than Cloverfield Paradox. I'm, I just mean with respect to like <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah. ensemble, like those specific ensembles. Speaking of the cadets, though, way spoiler. Let's fast forward to just while we're talking about them. Uh, and Stephen, if we have a little bit more, uh, Steve, let me know if we have a little bit more time. I can I can fudge a little. Um, but uh, there was. Um, they, they don't set them up at all, really. And then there's the big battle, which we'll get to. 
but the the kid the Indian kid dies. He yes. just gets killed, and then they don't mourn him really. They don't really like say anything about it. Okay, perfect. They don't say anything really about it. Right. And you're kind of like, and I saw a few people on Twitter being like, "Cool, the kid from India gets murdered, and nobody says anything." And I agree with that. Where it's like, it's like, no, if you're if you're bringing in diversity and other countries and trying to be inclusive, then don't just haphazardly kill someone kind of off screen and then never reference it and then have everybody cheering at the end again like it's and just boom credits yeah. like you can't do that yeah just it was have him alive have him just wounded sure why kill him sure we Wheel, haven't set them up in. enough to kill them i mean or i would argue that like we've set them up so little so that we could kill them <laughs> but at least acknowledge it then yeah, like or kill at least something or, right or kill like a few more don't just single out one right and then everybody else survives and you're like wait why'd you kill that one dude off yeah did he just have a scheduling conflict and i'm like ah <laughs> oh, shit we need him for one more day eh, kill him yeah like he was <laughs> he was shooting charlie hunnam's movie and he was like i gotta i was able I to bounce. fit this in but i gotta go I got a bounce. Um, I will say in the beginning, shout out to crappy apartments. Oh, yeah. Um, shout out. I, I lived right around the corner from the crappy apartments for a, a while. Oh, really? It's on Overland right off the 10. Yeah. Really? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Was that John Boyega's place? Who, yeah, they like, there was uh, in the beginning where he was like, it's better to live in a condemned half mansion than it is in crappy apartments. And they showed the, the what is literally called crappy apartments. Yeah, I completely forgot that because you, you knew because you lived I knew because I lived right there. But they, this is a big part of my life. Like, they established this bad boy thing with John Boyega, and the only thing Rinko Kikuchi's character, Mako, from the first one serves is to come in, be like, hey, fans, remember me from the first one when you loved me and I was badass and super cool? Yeah, I'm just here to be a diplomat and then get murdered in a helicopter. Right. And I was so mad in the theaters when that happened because I was like, oh, he's going to save her. He's going to save her. And then when, when there's this dramatic scene, which is a cool shot, where he's reaching to get her in the Jaeger and his the fingers graze it and sparks fly and then the helicopter tumbles and blows up and she's gone. And you're like, no! The, like, well, the moment she started sending that email, you're, you know, you're she's like, good. oh, she's dying. I kept, though, in my nerd brain being like, fuck you, you're not going to do that. Don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't do that. It would be funny if they if they had her email and then she was saved and then she was like, guys, guys forget the email I sent. <laughs> I like, did tell you why, why was she holding on to that information? For so long. Like, no one, it, it wasn't information where they were like, if I send this, it could ki- like someone will come find me and kill me. It was just information. <laughs> About that a power source somewhere in Siberia. Probably yeah. everyone should have. Yeah. But she was just holding on to it for yeah. some reason. So now let's get to, uh, that really bummed me out, because her character, if you haven't seen the first one, which you haven't, she's awesome in it. She's badass. She's got vulnerability. Uh, I really loved her character, and I thought they already could have developed her even more in the first one, but I still loved her. And this one, they're just like, eh, yeah, kill her, so that we can forward John Boyega. The thing that pissed me off the most, above the last battle, which we'll get, so what I want to cover is the drones and then the final battle. You think that's cool? Let's do in it. In seven minutes? Let's, let's do, do it. Let's do it. So the drones come. They're going to do this big display of what the drones can do yes and then they start freaking out yes tell them what happens jesse because i'm tired of talking uh well they just start killing they why just start, well because they have the uh the like membranes the like brainy stuff in them that's when we find out the big twist from the kaiju yeah that charlie day has snuck in kaiju brain right because 38 percent of the company is is automated so he was able to get kaiju brain and kaiju parts into these drones and so they start freaking out, and and the and you think, oh shit, this is the perfect point to have some Jaegers fight some kaiju drones. Yes, like I was like, oh, awesome. So the rift starts; they start opening the Pacific Rim, 
And all these kaiju start coming out. You're like, this is where it gets fucking sweet. I'm so excited. And then what happens is the head of the industry is just triggers the self-destruct and blows them all up. Yep. And then they kind of fall and blow up the rest of the base except for the four Jaegers. And you're like, well, no. What? It, were you were you thinking of that too? Like, isn't that a perfect moment to have them fight to yeah. seal the to at least send one or two Jaegers out? Right. To see well, so the whole, to try and do something. Right. The whole point of doing a sequel is to see different configurations of fights and bigger. Right? And you and, you usually go bigger and crazier. Right. So not go. Eh. Yeah. Forget it. Right. So like smaller smaller kaiju right that's what the drones would be like yeah. they're they're drone kaiju so they're like miniature ones but the size but of if, Jaegers, you're like you're, cool you're okay. able to have like a bunch of them have 10 right. drone uh yes. drone kaiju Jaegers fighting one jaeger that'd be awesome right none of that happens yeah spoiler <laughs> right and then they all just blow up and the the pacific rim seals up and so that immediate danger is gone right that apocalyptic event and then three of them are still loose in tokyo Right, they're in Tokyo, and Tokyo. we find out that they're going to Mount Fuji to uh, blow that up, oh. blow that up because of the rare minerals. They just really rush through this. They really yada yada. There's there's part. there's rare minerals, and if this if if there's a big atomic explosion there, it'll put a cloud over the Earth, and we'll all die, and then they can come and live here. It's really rushed. It's just like eh, we got to figure out how to get in the third act. Yeah. So then again, I'm like, sweet. All right, they screwed up the drones. They didn't fight there. But now we have three kaiju and four Jaeger. Yes. Sweet. Jesse, <laughs> tell them what happens because I can't go through it again. Well, so they all they all <laughs> attach to one another and they all just make one kaiju. There is some cool stuff before then. Sure. There's about 90 seconds of cool stuff. It's, it's like two minutes. It's very limited. Because they start off and the, the kaiju come in. And they're, like, wrecking things. You find out all the citizens are underneath. They establish that they're in the shelters. So you're like, cool, buildings being destroyed, fine, whatever. And the four Jaegers show up, like in the preview. They have their cool moments. They open up a can of whoop-ass for a really short period of time. The kaiju seem really weak sauce because they knock them over pretty easy. Well... Yeah, and they're also, like, not there to fight, right? The kaiju no, are there to get to, to Mount To get to Mount Fuji, Fuji which they yeah. act like Mount Fuji is a half a block away. Yeah. <laughs> which, hey, actually, let's show. Let's just show the first 90 seconds of this clip, because this will show you pretty much everything you see. Uh, this is what happens. So they land. You're like, here we go. And then I guess that was a comedic moment where they slide and mess up. I guess. But they don't play it as a joke. And uh, this is uh, Spanish subtitles, so... You're like, okay, here we go. This is what I've been waiting for. This is what I paid the money for. Here we go. Four Jaegers, three Kaiju. This is going to be epic. All right. Keep, quit talking. Who cares? Yeah, I got it. Uh, yeah, you die in about 10 seconds here. But uh, <laughs> we'll miss you. Uh, and then it's like, here we go. Three, two, one. Let's do this. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Epic music. Yep. You're like, sweet. This dude's going to wreck some things. Man, you could have missed he the just, buildings. He, that's what I'm saying. Like, they go <laughs> out of their way to wreck these buildings. And you're like, nice. Okay, I love having kind of a samurai badass Jaeger. This is sweet. Oh, that kaiju went down real easy. Pretty quickly. Yeah. Okay, we're going to keep running. Awesome. Awesome. I'm loving it so far. Oh, yeah, that's what I came for. What? Okay. Okay, so, so this is going to explode this, the kaiju. This kaiju is the tough one. Oh, he gives it back. Oh, shit. So this was a little bit Black panther right? Where they yeah. absorb the energy yeah. and they are able to give it back to them. Again, you can see everything, though. The action is super clear, almost to a fault in a way. Like, it's so 
bright that there's not a ton of style. But I don't mind. I think it's fun. I can see everything. Oh, shit. Okay, this is the one kaiju that we're all going to have to team up on. Oh, I got tripped by the other Jaeger. That's a callback yeah. to the first one where the balls hit. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, right. there's, there's like maybe... <coughs> we can cut it now. <clears throat> there's maybe 60 seconds more of fighting yeah. before Charlie Day is freaking out with his iPad. Right. And Charlie Day's fine in this. He's fine with what he's given. Yeah. He's not given... I, lo- I love Charlie Day. Me too. But then he these weird, like, mite They're creatures... Like pods. They don't really explain it. They never explain it. And somehow they, like, come in and, like, weld the kaiju together perfectly to form a brand new seamless kaiju? I guess. I guess. So then again, I'm like... What was the problem with having three kaiju? I don't know. It was just tougher to animate? I think three kaiju, I was like, sweet. Now they're going to be like, so they're going to be getting attacked from all sides. They should have been walking up the mountain in three different directions. Yeah. And seen what... What happens? Yeah. Like, how how can we we figure this out? (laughs) Instead, they just form one massive one. And then you're like, sweet. Badass fight. And then it rips all three of the other Jaegers apart instantly. Yes. Like, within seconds. So then you're like, okay, sweet. Gypsy Avenger's going to fight. No. 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 It needed the scrapper to come through and attach a rocket to its hand so that it could go into the atmosphere. I fucking hate this fight fall so much. Back down onto the kaiju. Like a giant asteroid. Yeah. And explode both of them. Again, kaiju, if you had three of you, you right. could have one of you could have dodged it at least. Yeah. But when you're a massive kaiju and a thing is coming from space, it still could have dodged it. Yes. Like, it saw it going up. Those kaijus must be super dumb. And then it ends with the kaiju just kind of falling over unconscious. The first one gets, like, great kaiju gore where it's, like, blasting their stomachs open, ripping off the arms. There's the one, the winged one gets cut in half in space in slow motion. None of that happens. It just basically falls over unconscious and you assume it's dead and then the credits roll. No, it gets arrested. (laughs) They put it in kaiju jail. Yeah, that's right. So Proper procedure. I have several issues with this movie. I did have a fun time watching it. It was more after it. The more I thought about it, the more angry it made me. I still had fun. I would love to know. We've run out of time. Uh, we've run out of time for this week. Uh, we got another show coming in here. I would love to know what you thought. What do you, if, if there's anybody out there that thinks it's better than the first one, I would love to know why. It'd be interesting, and I'd love to have a debate with you. Not an argument or a troll comment, but in a, a debate. I like doing that. And uh, let us know if you saw Pacific Rim Uprising, what you thought of it, uh, what you thought of our comments on it. Do you agree? Uh, if we just ruin the movie for you, are you still going to see it? And uh, until next time, where can they see you? Or where can they find you? You can see me here. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram <laughs> at Too Much Jesse and for Sketch at The Prom Losers. You can find me at the Ben Begley on Twitter and Instagram at Parents vs Baby is my wife and I's uh, parenting comedy blog slash podcast slash sketches. So check out at Parents vs Baby and Parents vs Baby dot com. Until next time, we're gonna keep canceling the apocalypse. What is your guilty movie pleasure? Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network. We would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only. They do not necessarily reflect the views of the Popcorn Talk Network or its owners or principals. 